Welcome to the Abundant Life Church Sermon of the Week. We hope you enjoy this message by Pastor Sergio Meza. For more information about Abundant Life Church, please visit www.abundantlifechurch.org. The Incarnation is one of the biblical truths, unfortunately, are misunderstood by many. Many people people misunderstand the, uh, the, the Incarnation. Uh, but in the incarnation, God himself, he came, he, he came to earth and, and he became flesh and blood. That's, that, that's basically what it is. The incarnation, that's what it is. God, God himself came to the earth in, in the form of a man, uh, just like, like you or me with flesh and blood. Uh, the same God that revealed himself to Abraham in the Old Testament as we know it, or, or to Moses and many others in the Old Testament, he himself took humanity uh, to redeem his people from their sins, and that's, that's what he did. It. He came up, uh, I think uh, all of us are aware of the fact that in the Old Testament, God tried in many different ways how to, how to gather his people back to him because people would go astray in their own ways and into many, many, many sins, uh, uh, idolatry, and many other, many other sinful ways. And so God always uh, tried to gather His people back, back to Him. Uh, and 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 I and that's the reason I, I think to me that I think that that's that's the my own opinion how I feel that maybe that's guy why God God was fed up with it you know sending prophet after prophet after prophet and the people would repent for just a little while and then go back into the same old ways uh, and I feel that God himself said okay enough is enough I'm gonna go down and I'm gonna I'm gonna show them who God really is and what God can really do what God can really do and and so that's to me, I think that's the reason why he came down to, to show us, and not only for that reason, but also to die and to pay the price, the price that we deserved for our sins, and that was death, death. Um, Jesus is God incarnate. God took upon himself the, uh, our humanity in the form of Jesus Christ. Uh, and the first, uh, the first uh, scripture that I have it's found in Matthew chapter 1, verse 23. Uh, in this account, the Bible says that, that an angel appeared to Joseph uh, in a dream. And, and he told Joseph that uh, Mary, the person that he was about to marry, she was pregnant with a child. And this child was uh, conceived of the Holy Spirit. And so he the angel told Joseph not to be, just to take her as his wife because the, the, the child that she was bearing, that's, that was uh, uh, conceived of the Holy Spirit. But in verse 23, he says, Behold, the virgins shall be with child and bear a son, and they shall call his name Emmanuel, which is translated God with us. So right there from the very get-go, from the beginning, when before Jesus was even born, the angel was telling uh, people that, that this child was going to be God himself being born uh, by a virgin. And, and so that, that's exactly how it happened. The child was born, and, and, and the name was Emmanuel, which is translated God with us. God came into the world in the form of a man, 
and that's Jesus, to redeem us from sin and death, because the Bible says that the wages of sin are death. But uh, uh, God's love, and, and, and God's, but God's love uh, towards us, to, towards humanity has always been so great. From the beginning of the creation, he has never wanted anyone to perish. That's not, that's not what God created us for, because if that was his plan, I'm sure he could uh, eliminate us in no time. Just in a blink of an eye, he could do that. But that's not, his, that's not his, uh, the purpose he created us. He created us with, uh, with the purpose of living forever because as we know in the beginning, in the book of Genesis, it, it talks about uh, the first men that were on earth. People used to live a lot, a lot of years, a thousand years, 800 years, 600 years. But then the time span started shortening and now, nowadays people say that the life, life expectation, it's great and they call it great, 80, 90, 100 years. I don't think that's, that's too many years. And even if we get to live that old, who wants to live that much, that many years with all this pain and aches? I don't want to live that way. But God's, God's plan is it's, it's a, a life everlasting, a life forever without pain, without any, any sorrow, without death, without any problems. This life that we know here on earth, it, it's short but on top of it, it's, it's painful. Every day, it doesn't matter who you are or where you come from, we, all, we are all full of problems. Problems and diseases, sicknesses, uh, all kinds of different issues that are not very good to us. But the plan of God was that, to give us life and more abundantly, a life that would last forever without all this, this pain. And so, <clears throat> and so God loves us so much. Uh, and, and so he never wants us to perish. Uh, but the sin, we know that, that story from the beginning in the book of Genesis when, the, when men began uh, to walk on this earth and they, they, they disobeyed God, how they, uh, uh, they brought death into the human race and that's how death came into the world by a man. And so, and that's why we, that, that's, we, ha we have to go through the process of death on this earth, and, and sometimes we look at death as a bad thing. Uh, I myself, I don't think it's a bad thing because we're just passing, the Bible says that we're just passing through in this world, and like I said before, who wants to live, who, who wants to live in this world with all this pain? I don't, I don't. I think, uh, I think the Apostle Paul said at one time that to live, for me to live is Christ, and to die is gain. And that's what it is. I think when we, when we pass this, this life, this world, it's a better, a better thing out there. God has prepared a better, a better life for us. Uh, and so I, 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 that's, that's a beautiful thing. Um, the Bible says that the wages of sin is death, but the gift of God is eternal life through Christ Jesus, our Lord and Savior. So it's not just a matter of... Uh, just passing this life through without Christ. We, we need to be uh, in agreement with what, what God has to offer us, Jesus himself. He offers us that, that eternal life. Uh, it's not just a matter of uh, getting over with this life and passing on to the next, thinking or expecting that everything is going to be beautiful because I don't think, it, there, there's two, two places where we can go in. 
And I don't know about you, but I don't want to go to the bad one. I don't want to go where it's going to be hot and, and flamey. <laughs> I want to be where God, the, those mansions that the Lord has talked about, that he said, when I go, there is a place uh, prepared for you. And, and where I go, you can be also. So uh, that's where I want to go. And, that's, and I think I mentioned it before. I don't serve God for, for no reason. I serve God for his promises and for not only his promises in the, in the future, but the promises that we can have as we live on this earth, as we journey through this life. Uh, Jesus came into the world to give us access to his kingdom. As he was walking on, on earth and he wasn't just, uh, uh, he was teaching us what to do and how to live and what to do to, to inherit the eternal life that he was talking about. And not only that, but also how we can live a better life here on earth. Uh, you know, people out there, sometimes they think they're having a good time uh, drinking and partying and doing this and doing that. I, don't, I think people fool themselves by, by thinking that that's fun because it's not. And so Jesus came to, to show us a better way of living you know, sometimes I, 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 I see things and I hear things about the things people do to their bodies, how they, they, uh, they, they you know, they consume drugs, they do the alcoholic, uh, alcohol and all that kinds of things. And sometimes I, I, I think to myself, how, how lost people are to do things like that, to harm themselves and to destroy themselves. The, the bodies that the God gave us. And I think God, God, uh, God made us, like I said, not for that reason. He didn't make us for the reason of destroying our own selves, but to, to have an eternal life, to live a life, a good life, in, in a better place than, than here on this earth. So Jesus said that it is the Father's will or it is the Father's good pleasure to give us the kingdom. That's what he said. So... He does wants, wants us to have the best, but it's up to us to, to take it or, or not. I mean, people, people when, before I became a Christian, I had the choice to, to reject the, the gift of God, what he was offering me. And I think every one of us had the same, the same uh, decision to make. We all had the choice to, to serve God, to live uh, in a better way or not. Or to keep, to keep on living the way that we lived before. And I don't think anybody, anybody can tell me that the life without Christ uh, was any better than, than what we know now. So, uh, in, in the Gospel of John, chapter 1, verse 10 and 11, the Bible says that he was in the world, Jesus. And, and, and though the world was made, made through him, the world did not recognize him. He came to, the, to that which was his own, but his own did not receive him. So many people, many people rejected him back then, and many people still reject him today. You know, sometimes you try to tell people, hey, what, uh, would you like to come to, to a church service? And people, they laugh at you. They're like, uh -uh, I don't want none of that. <laughs> You know, and, and some of them do and some of them don't. Some of them, they, they'll come, and I think uh, that that's just the way it is. We, uh, we all have the choice to make. But, uh, 
but but yeah, people. Some people reject him. Some people don't. And if it wasn't that way, if, if that wasn't the case, we wouldn't be here. But uh, we 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 were the ones. We ourselves were the ones who deserved the punishment of death for our sins. But Jesus died in our stead. That's what he did. He and that was uh, that was he had the. The plan when he came to earth to to die in our stead, so we wouldn't have to go through that for our sins. Jesus Christ was crucified by the very nation in which he was born because they did not believe his claim of being God in the flesh. They just, they thought he was blaspheming, blaspheming, or for claiming that he was God. But he couldn't die. He couldn't lie and say, "Okay, I'm not." He just was, he just couldn't do that because there is God, God, he, he just couldn't lie. Even though they saw him doing great miracles that nobody else could do, and they could see that and say, hey, the things you're doing, nobody else can do but God. Who can, who can do, who can raise the dead? Only God can do that. Who can forgive sins? Only God. Who can raise the, the dead and the, the lame who can heal people. Nobody can do that. Only God can do that. So uh, the Gospel of John, uh, in the Gospel of John chapter 10, uh, Jesus said, I am, I and the Father are one. That's what he said. And then on verse 31 of John chapter 10, uh, he said, uh, Again, the Jews, the Jews picked up stones to, to stone him, and Jesus answered them, I showed you many good works and many good, many acts of mercy from the Father. For which of them are you stoning me? The Jews answered him, We are not going to stone you for a good work, but for blasphemy, because you, a mere man, make yourself out to be God. So people, people, some people didn't believe him. And so they, were, they wanted to stone him. And, uh, and, and I think uh, uh, Jesus, is, is, uh, as God, he could have stopped all that. He could have sent fire from heaven and he, he could have consumed all the people right there, the people that wanted to do him harm. But he had a plan in mind, and the plan was the plan of redemption. And so he had to go through the whole process of, of uh of the sacrifice uh, for to to redeem us to pay the price for our sins. Um, <clears throat> if I do not, and then on, on verse thirty-seven, he said, "If I do not do the works of my Father, then do not believe me. But if I am doing them, even if you do not believe me or have faith in me, believe the works that you may that you may know." And keep on knowing that the Father is in me, and I am in the Father. So that, that was the reason why, why, why Jesus could do all those miracles, because God was, he was God himself. Otherwise, he, he, he wasn't going to be able to, to do any of that. Uh, I, I just came to, into my mind right now, in the Old Testament, the prophets, yeah, they did some, some miracles too, and they did some, some uh, miraculous things. But they didn't do it of their own. They had to ask God to, to do it. But in the case of Jesus, he didn't have to ask anybody. He just, he just uh, spoke the word and, and everything was done. 
he could just tell the winds and, and uh, the storms stay still and they would stay still. They would obey him. When he would tell the, the demons come out of there, that person, the demons would obey and, and come out. And so that, 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 just, that was just the, the power of God uh, being uh, uh, witnessed by many people at the time. And people could, could tell that, that only God could do those things. Unfortunately, many people today blindly accept the religion of their parents or teachings of congregations that don't preach the truth of the scripture. But those who know their eternal destiny is at stake, they take the time to make their calling an election, election sure in, in Jesus Christ. You know what? I, I'm going to put, my, I'm gonna put all my, my trust in Jesus because there is religions who, who claim themselves to be witnesses of God. Uh, and I think, I, I think you know who I'm talking about. People that claim that they're witnesses of Jehovah, God. Uh, well, I don't, think they're, I don't think they're witnesses. Or there's other people that claim that God is it's three different persons. I that's not what the Bible teaches. The Bible teach, teach that there is only one God. And his glory, he cannot share it with anybody else. So the name Jesus has all the power and all the dominion over everything. When we pray, we do it in his name. I don't go, I don't bow down and, and start praying and say, oh, in the name of the Father. Whose father am I talking about? I could be talking about Brother Matucci's father or my own father, but no, that's not how I pray. We have, to, we have to mention the name, in the name of Jesus, and that's what the Bible taught us, that everything that we do, everything that we say, we have to do it in the name of Jesus. Why? Because the name Jesus has power, power to do great and mighty things. So, <clears throat> prayer works when it's done in his name. I don't know. I don't know about you, but I, I've seen that many, many times. One time, I remember when my uh, this has been a long time ago. When my daughter was was the baby, she or uh, she was only like five, I think she was five, and she was sleeping, and she was sleeping on a bunk bed, and and she fell off in the middle of the night. She fell off the bed and face down into the the hardwood floor, and I think she busted her nose because her face was covered with blood. And I remember that that was uh, we were pretty new in in uh, in this Christianity, and uh, and my wife she got pretty scared right away, and she's like, "We got to take her to the hospital. We got to take her to the hospital." And I don't know why, but I, I I said to her, "Why don't we pray first? And so we did that. We began to pray for her, and lo and behold, she fell asleep. <laughs> my daughter fell asleep after we prayed. And, and everything, I don't know, we felt like a peace come, you know, over the house and everything. And, and the next day, uh, we got up and she woke up and she was like, like it, nev never, it, it never ever happened. She was fine. But I, and that's why I say the prayer in the name of Jesus really works. I have, I have seen people been healed from cancer. I have seen people have been healed for many, many different sicknesses or diseases and, and the name of Jesus really works because that's, that's the biblical way of, of what, what we, we need to do. And so everything that I do, I do it in his name. Even in, in, in the morning when at my, my prayer time, 
before I go to work or before I go about my business, I always have to pray in the name of Jesus and say, protect me, watch over me, or whatever, watch my family. And I always, I never fail to mention the name of Jesus. Because, like I said before, I cannot pray and just say, in the name of the Spirit, or in the name of the Father. I can't do that. Or in the name of the Son. That, that, that just doesn't make sense. We have to mention the name and the name, the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. In the book of Colossians chapter 2, verse 10 through 8, it's, it reads uh, this way. See to it that no one takes you, takes you captive through hollow and deceptive philosophy, which depends on human tradition and the elemental spiritual forces of this world rather than on Christ. For in Christ, all the fullness of the deity lives in bodily form. And in Christ, you have been brought to fullness. He is the head over every power and authority. So in the, if, Jesus, if Jesus' own chosen people, <clears throat> uh, if, if, if Jesus' own chosen people of Israel did not understand who he was, but rejected him as an imposter and a blasphemer, it should not surprise us today when some professing Christians do not recognize he is the mighty God in Christ. People do that. And I think back then they did it. People, and I think the people, as we read the scripture, the, the teachers of the law, the people that were uh, up here, they are the ones that missed it. They missed the mark. They do, God was right there showing himself to be God, and yet they missed it. And today, it's the same way. There's many religions in the world. They're popping all over, all over the place. But are they really teaching the word of, of truth? Are they really teaching what, what the Bible talks about? Are they really teaching the truth? And so we have to be careful, as, as, as we just read in the book of uh, Colossians, uh, from all these philosophies. People, sometimes a lot of people feel the churches because it feels good. Because what they do, uh, I like, I like. And so they join churches because it's suiting, suiting to them. They, they like it. Oh, it feels good, and so I can do whatever I want, and, and it, it, it suits me. So they do it. Uh, when Moses inquired of God as to his name, God gave Moses his name. I, I, I am. He did not say, I was, I shall be, but he said, I am. In the book of, in the Gospel of John, chapter 8, uh, we read uh, verse 58, uh, Jesus said, very, very truly I tell you, Jesus answered, before Abraham was born, I am. And people, people were ready to stone him right there. They're like, how can you say that? How can you, you're not even 50 years old, and you're telling us that before Abraham was born, you were there? How can you say that? Well, there was, a, there was a huge reason why he was saying that. Because he is, I am. He has no limits. Time cannot limit God. God has been, I am from the beginning, and he still is today. He's still, I am. He's not, he's not, he wasn't back then. He is, he is right now. He, he is the great I am. 
In the Old Testament, God did not reveal himself in a permanent physical form, but he revealed his attributes of love, holiness, and justice, mercy, long-suffering, power, and splendor. Israel, Israel knew God was a spirit being who had called Abraham to be the father of a special people and who had manifested himself to them through a voice and demonstrations of his miraculous power. Many religions today have different ideas of who God is, but the ideas that individuals have about God are insufficient to identify and to know him. They can make claims, as I said before, they can claim, oh yeah, we are the witnesses of God. But are you really? Are you really witnesses of God? I think we are the true witnesses of Jehovah. <laughs> I think we're the true Jehovah witnesses because we witness the, the power of God and what he has done in our lives. The transformation he has made in, in our lives by the power of his Holy Spirit. Because God is a spirit. We can, we can now know... We can know the one true God only by the revelation of his word. What does the Bible say? You can tell me all these things and, 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 and whatever you want, but it's really true. How can we find out the truth? By opening the Bible. By opening, by opening the Bible and studying the Bible. What does the Bible say? And yes, people get confused because, uh, oh yeah, the Bible says that Jesus was talking to his father. Well, really? <laughs> you, have to, you have to read more than just that to, to know that Jesus himself was God. And so, what does the word of God have to say about who God is? God, who is eternal spirit, manifested himself to us as the father in creation. He's the father of all creation. Why? Because he created everything. So he is the father as the Son, he manifested himself as the Son of God for the purpose of redemption. And, and, and as the Holy Ghost, he manifested himself in our regeneration. The, his Spirit is the one that transforms our lives, regenerates our lives. Once we become Christians, once we uh, believe in God, in Christ... Our lives are not the same. Our lives are regenerated. Our lives are transformed to, to, by, by the power of his spirit. Because the Bible says that he would pour, pour out his spirit in us. And that's, the way, that, that's how God himself lives inside of us. By his spirit. The spirit of God that lives in us. And, and, and I don't know about you, but that really works. Because I am not the same. After I became a Christian, after I believed in God, I was never the same. My life was transformed. My wife, my life changed. And I think all of our lives has changed. Otherwise, what, what would uh, Christianity be good for if, if we were still the same? So, <clears throat> these three manifestations of the one true God is known to us by the name Jesus. In Colossians chapter 2, verse 9, it says that in Christ, all the fullness of the deity lives in bodily form. So, 
God, Jesus had, he was, all the fullness of God was in him. God is indivisible. He revealed himself in many different ways in the Old Testament. He is known as the father of creation and of Jesus Christ. His son, he was the spirit he was, he was the, spirit who, the spirit who moved upon the face of the waters. He was the voice speaking out of a burning bush. He was the angel visiting Abraham and with many other manifestations. He made contact with humanity. Each manifestation was not a person of God. But God revealing himself in many different ways. So... In the New Testament, God took upon himself a human body and nature to reveal his love, his mercy, and desire to redeem those who would believe in him. That's why he did it. So in the Gospel of John chapter 8 and verse 20 or 19, the Bible says, <clears throat> Then they said to him, Where is your father? And Jesus answered, you know neither me nor my father. If you had known me, you would have known my father also. The same uh, book of Gospel of John chapter 8, verse 31 and 32, it reads, Then Jesus said to those uh, Jews who believed him, If you abide in my word, you are my disciples indeed. And you shall know the truth, and the truth shall make you free. So if, we, if, if, I, if I have believed in him and I remain in his word, if I, if I, if I have enough trust to, to believe his word of what, what it says, then I am his true disciple. And that truth shall make us uh, free. And I think that's what he has done to us. His word has made us free. Free from the, I think I told you the last time I was uh, talking from here. Uh, yeah, I was lost uh, in, in, in a religion that, that it was my, 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 my parents. It wasn't something that I really knew of my own. It was just a tradition that I learned from somebody else. But once I, I, I started opening the, the pages of the Bible, I learned the word, the truth. And the truth made me free made me free to really understand and to know uh, the purpose of life and the purpose of, of why, why to live uh, a life uh, loving God and loving, loving the things of God. So uh, the, Bible, the Bible also says, you believe, or it's asking a question, do you believe that there is one God? You do well, it says, even the demons believe and tremble. And so, I'm going to read up. The time is going pretty fast, I think. <laughs> uh, 2 Corinthians uh, chapter 5, verse 17 through uh, 21. Uh, Therefore, if anyone is in Christ, he is a new creature. All things have passed away. Behold, all things have become new. Now all things are of God who has reconciled, reconciled us to himself through Jesus Christ and has given us the ministry of reconciliation. That is that God was in Christ reconciling the world to himself, not imputing their trespasses to them and has committed to us the word of reconciliation. 
Now then, we are ambassadors of Christ, as though God were pleading through us, we implore you on Christ's behalf, be reconciled to God, for he made him who knew no sin to be sin for us, that we might become the righteousness of God in him. So Jesus came and took our place uh, on the cross, and uh, Jesus is the only one that, that can help us get out of this sinful body of ours and be transformed to his likeness, to his likeness. So there is another scripture that says that there is no more condemnation for those that are in Christ. So God came into the flesh, came in the flesh to pay the awful price of sin, death on the cross. He took on, he took on our sins that we might take on his sinless nature. The incarnation of God is a truth worthy of attention. Though many people may not understand it, Jesus Christ is the one true and eternal God who became flesh. Only by the incarnation was redemption of humankind made possible. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to finish with, uh, with one last uh, scripture, and that's in uh, Revelation chapter 1, verse 8. Uh, Jesus said, uh, I am the Alpha and the Omega, the beginning and the end, says the Lord, who is and who was and who is to come, the Almighty. God bless you and thank you. Thank you for listening to this Abundant Life Church podcast. We pray it has strengthened your relationship with God and will continue to be a light unto your pathway to heaven. If you have any questions or comments regarding this podcast, please telephone our ministerial team at 262-965-5177 or email us at info at abundantlifechurch.org.